Welcome to Amazing Soul. Your host, Angela Zabel, and her team in the non-physical realm are here to help you with the challenges you have been facing in your life. Now, please welcome Angela Zabel. Welcome, everyone, to The Amazing Soul on Voice America's Empowerment Channel. And I am your host, Angela Zabel. I am a teacher, coach, and a medium. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. also write articles for Edge Magazine and host Edge Talk Radio. And I also offer guidance, mentoring, and mediumship sessions, teach classes online, along with speaking engagement and host retreat. I have a team in the non-physical I work with who are a lot of fun, and they help with everything I do. So tonight we are going to be working, and just to let you know, you can also check out more about me at AngelaZabel.com. Tonight we're going to be working with Releasing Anxiety with therapist, author, and author, Faust Ruggiero. And he ha- if you've ever struggled with anxiety, if you're looking for easy ways to understand and work through your anxiety, and if anxiety has ever stopped or held you back from moving forward and you're ready to look for new ways to a path of freedom to remove the anxiety from your life and to work with it in ways you've never thought of before, Faust is an amazing person with so much great information. And one of the things with him is I'm going to go into his background a little bit. I just want to say, though, I have personally looked through some of his book, his his newest book, but he has a new one out. And his books are very easy to read, very knowledgeable, very short and concise and to the point. So Foss is an author and with a professional career as a with the author, clinical trainer, researcher, and therapist for almost 40 years. And his mission is to help people connect with the power they already have inside them. He's established cutting-edge counseling programs in clinics for abused women, prisons, clinics for deaf children, inpatient facilities, nursing homes, substance abuse centers, businesses, and major corporations, and inpatient facilities. He continues to provide counseling services for veterans, first responders, law enforcement, and other emergency personnel, along with businesses, corporations, nationally and internationally. The president of the Community Psychological Center in Bangor, Pennsylvania, developed the Process Way of Life Counseling Program, also created the Fix Yourself Handbook, and received the Gold Award from Literary Titan, the Silver Award from Nonfiction Authors Association, and the Bronze Award from Reader's Favorite, and is available in paperback, ebook, and audiobooks. He's the author of the Fix Yourself Handbook and part of the Fix Yourself Empowerment Series, along with the along with the Fix Yourself Ham, which which represents the process way of life as an approach of the culmination of over 20 years of research, program development, and counseling application. It has helped change the lives of over 2,000 clients in his private practice, and one of the, he's one of the most straightforward and easy to apply self help books, and I can attest to that. The Process Way of Life and the Fix Yourself Handbook have helped thousands of people live happier and healthier lives. His newest release is the Fix Yourself Handbook, but I just found out he has another book that he's going to be releasing very soon here, so I can't wait to hear about that one. So if you've ever struggled with fear, anxiety, anger, with no way to move beyond the negativity that surrounds your lives, it's a straightforward, methodical way to overcome feelings of distress, providing exact steps we need to bring up yourself to personal peace and productivity. He also hosts a monthly radio show, the Fix It with Faust for HealthyLife.net. And that is at HealthyLife.net radio show. You can There's also archives of so 
I'm sure go back and check out his previous shows. His website is fosterigero.com and you can find him on social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And his he is, I just also want to say, he is a big fan of the baseball team, the Philadelphia Phillies. And I also saw that he's a big fan of elephants, which is a very cool thing. <laughs> so you've been involved in the self-transformation for people for a long time. And what got you onto this path of working with all this self-empowerment and the fix yourself and the handbook and the author? What started you on that path? You know, I've been doing this all my life uh, since I was a kid. I was that kid everybody went and talked to. So it was a, a, just a natural thing. I think you have to really love people. I do. I love working with people. You know, after it's 43 years now and I'm still doing it. Most people have, you know, checked out a long time ago. They got burned out or whatever. They said, I just, you know, it's one of those things where that's what I do. It's what I love doing. So. We keep, I keep doing that. And then the books now are, are a way to put that into more of a national spotlight, so to speak. So that's doing well. So we're helping a lot of people. So you had mentioned to me before we started is you actually have a new book coming out. And what is that book entail? Because the tell us about the one that just released, not that little bit, the, not that long ago. And then another new one. <laughs> after, after we uh, finished, after I finished the Fix Yourself Handbook, uh, it did so well. And the design of the book is what everyone was looking at. Because as you said, it's, it's written in five or six pages. Very easy to understand. I put a lot of information in those five or six pages. But at the end of the chapters, as you know, I give the, uh, the steps. Okay, these are the problems that we're talking about. Now do this and you're going to feel better. Uh, so we kept the same design in the second book. It's called the Fix Your Anxiety Handbook. Uh, and and uh, that's going to be released. We're hoping by the end of February. Same design, uh, same thing. Uh, the last book, 36 chapters, all different kinds of problems. This book, keying on anxiety and everything that people need to know. We put all the myths to rest and we say, this is what you're looking at. It's not as complex as you think it is. And, you know, here's the information. These are the things you can do. So I have a question for you, and I've got to attest, if you're looking for short chapters, I'll kind of go into some of the chapters on the other book you have. But when you're talking about anxiety, a lot of people you, you, I've talked to have said, well, I don't know if it's really anxiety or if I'm just something's wrong with me. So what is kind of your definition of anxiety? Or when someone comes in to see you, how do you start breaking that down for them? You know what? I always defer to the physical first. And people will say, no, it's my mind. It, I, yeah, and I know your mind doesn't turn off. I got that. Uh, but if you look at it, anytime you're anxious, your body's tight. Your body seems like it's going fast. You can't calm down. You can't calm your body down. So I always tell people, definition, if you will, of anxiety, it's something that starts in the body, moves to your emotion, and then takes over your intellect. So in reverse fashion, we want to go back and get the body first. So I teach people how to calm their body down first. Then we go into dealing with emotions and what your brain's doing, because you're not going to calm your brain down until you get your body to learn how to relax a bit. 
That's something I think is so important because so many people I've talked to is like, they don't even know where to start, what, you know, how to even start that process because all they, the, and the more they think of it, it's like the more they kind of keep, I call it, keep going on the hamster wheel. They keep going round and round and it never ends. And that's something for, for people. I know there's people here. And if you have questions for FOST that you can call in live at 866-346-9141. My question is, there seems to be a lot of fear in the world and a lot of fear out there, I think, everywhere it seems like you look. Does fear play a role in anxiety? And have you found that correlation between the fear in, in, is it outside world? Is it things from growing up? Is it a combination of all of it? Yeah, it is. It's what we've experienced in the past. Victimization sometimes comes into it. It's what's going on in our lives now. It's fear of the future. Uh, you know, it's all those things together. Uh, but what again, what I want people to understand is that we try to focus on, you know, our minds. We're going to get this down. We're going to think it through it. And but it's a physical affliction first. Unless you are really, really good at controlling your mind, you're not going to just think your body out of it. You learn. You learn how to deal with that. You know, so when people come in, we'll, I go through an exhaustive history with them. So I know everything about them at that point. Then we start working with the body. Then we start talking about emotions and, ter- and how to turn that brain off. And turning the brain off, even that's going to start physical before we, before we get into any of that mental or emotional stuff. So you brought something up where you're talking about the physical aspects on the body with anxiety. So what are some physical aspects that you're seeing with the body? What are physical representations of anxiety that you're seeing with people or people should look for? Like, this is probably a good indication. You've got some anxiety going on are you, to uh, recognize it in the body first. So what are those signs? You know, it's interesting. Yes. That I, we, I sent um, uh, a copy of the book. It's just a, a, the, um, the ebook, if you will, to someone who wanted to interview me and <clears throat> came out and the person had lots of anxiety and said, I'm so glad your chapters are written in four or five pages, because that's about how long I can sit with a book. Uh, and that's kind of what you look at. How long can you sit and do something? Can you can you keep your focus going? Do you feel your body going real fast? Uh, are, are you are you you know some people are, are eaters when they when they have when they stress other people cannot eat at all you look for things that your body's doing or not doing that it should or should not do and if you're not sure you just run it by someone but there are changes in the body uh, sleeping patterns are huge with anxiety uh, you know either you get people who kind of die when they hit the pillow because they are so burned out from the day or they're the people that can't fall asleep or wake up four or five times a night. Uh, so you're getting all those kind of physical things that are going on. And again, we don't think about it as I got to get my body calmed down. We think about what's going on in our life. And the interesting, interesting thing about anxiety is if you have it, now you start thinking and attaching it to things. Well, it's that person. It's the job. It's that thing I think is going to happen. That thing that hurt me, that person that did those things. You start putting it all out there. So now you have what looked like viable places to attach it. But the bottom line is all those things aren't going away. And, and even if you get some of them out of the way, new ones will come in because that's life's dynamic. It keeps flowing. So we have to learn how to calm down first, get that body to the point that it understands how to deal with this. 
And that's something, you know, one of the things I love about, I've got to say, for people, if you're even thinking about, should I or should I not check out his books, I say definitely do it. Like you had talked about with the short chapters, they are very short, very concise, and they're not using the big words because I've heard other ones like, oh, there's so many big words, I can't even get into it. It's very, very concise and to the point. And I am going to just read a couple of the highlights of the um I've got the Fix Your Your Anxiety Handbook. Some of the, just the chapter titles is the body to mind and mind to body paradigm, getting to know the reciprocal body brain experience, knowing how that communicates. So when you're talking about the body mind, is that exactly what you're talking about here is getting that connection, seeing all the connections? Yeah. Yeah. When you think about it for any human to exist, and this is the easiest terms to understand it. Your, your brain, it not only thinks, it is a, its control center. It controls everything going on in your body. Your body, on the other hand, has all the nerves running through it, all the systems that are in it. So it will affect the brain. If you learn how to you know, understand that relationship, then you can learn how to control your life just a little bit better. So I really want people to understand that this relationship is so important, but it's not like we throw that in right away. You know, we start getting to the body. Once we get, I get people to the point where they can just calm down a little bit, even if it's only in my office or when I'm counseling online, even if they can do that. Now we start thinking about how the mind's working and I'm not taking them to what's going on in their life. I'm teaching them how their mind can, they can use their mind to calm their body down just a little bit. It's all, it's the focus from your own mind to your own body, not everything out there. You can't control that. You can control your mind and your body once you learn how. And that's, I think that's something that's one thing I love is knowing you can't control the outside world. The only world you can control is the world that's inside you, the world that you're living every day and how to, how to work within it. And I, you know, for me, I think a lot of the things you're talking about is recognizing those first key um, triggers, those first things you're recognizing within yourself, like, oh, I think that's part of the anxiety what am I thinking? How can I work myself through it? And then is it, so is your, one of your, it's, it's, and it's sounding like, correct me if I'm wrong, where you're working on recognizing what the anxiety does in the body and then being able to recognize it and self-soothe or calm yourself right away to then be able to move, take the next step. Yeah. You know, it's, we talk about triggers a lot and people will say, well, I, someone said that, or that person, or this person at work, and it triggered me, and I just took off with it. And I'll always say, that's because you have, your, your, that little trigger button is connected to the part in your brain that's, that, that gets excited and goes. You know, there's an old thing we used to do, I'm talking 40, 50 years ago, called systematic desensitization. Nothing more than if, if it happens, instead of going, oh my God, and go, Say, oh, let me just calm right down. And crazy as it sounds, you're training the brain. And that's what I teach people to do, to retrain their brain, to do things in very practical terms. When I get people, whether I do these interviews or online counseling or here right in the office, uh, people will say, that's what it was. That's really easy. And I say, yeah. And everybody told you that it was so difficult because the people that are telling you are telling you really about themselves. They're selling themselves. They're selling their books and their programs. They, that's not what this is about. It's only about you. 
So I'm going to, when I, when I present my work, I present it very simply here, one step at a time, do this. When you master this step, I'll help you get to the next one. And they look at me and say, this is like 50% easier than I thought it was. And all I had to do is pay attention, learn about the information, and then do what I was told to do and keep doing it. Everything gets better. And that's something, it, and I've got to say, it, I've never read a book like yours so with those short chapters right to the point, And then that reaffirmation when you're done, is it like, uh, is it some of this is, I'm just going to go here because a lot of times lately intention has coming up, has been coming up all over the place. Is there also to put some intention on what people are expecting out of a session or intention for themselves to kind of know what they want? Or is that something where it brings on more anxiety to when you're first starting with anxiety? Yeah. You know, when I, when I counsel, people will come in and they'll say, okay, first of all, let's say, I don't know where to begin. I say, that's fine. <clears throat> we'll go do that. And I'll say to them, let's just sit down, relax, we'll get to know each other. You tell me what's going on. I'm going to ask you a lot of questions. And then when this session is done, I'm going to tell you in your first session exactly what I see, exactly where we need to go, and exactly how I'm going to get you there. You don't have to do anything but participate. I got you. And, and I think if you can walk into a counseling session, and those of us have been around a long time, you know, we're not looking to make a name anymore. <clears throat> we're not looking for people to say, oh, wonderful, you're so one. All we're looking for is for that person to walk out and say, I think I can do this. That's it. That's all we're looking for. And that's what I do in the books. That's what I do when I counsel. All I want the people to do is feel like, okay, I think I can do this. I know I have some work to do but I can do it. And if I learn this, I can apply it, the re- apply it the rest of my life and things are going to be good. I love that. And knowing that, you know, a lot of times people with anxiety, like I don't, I've, they feel like they've had it their whole lives or it's gotten continually worse. And they're, they're saying, I don't know if I can ever get through this because it's so bad right now. I just don't know if anything can help it. And from what you're saying is that no matter where they're at, if they're willing to look at themselves and start that next step, I think is something so important for people. And for you, are you seeing people on all spectrums of the anxiety where maybe that's just starting and ones that have had it for a long time? And is there a difference in how you work with those people? Yeah, and I do see them all different phases. The interesting way to look at this are the people that I've had years ago who came in with anxiety. We worked them through the program. They were fantastic. And then every now and then they'll call and say, the demon's back. Okay, well, let, let's go get it. And so they come in and we might do three or four sessions, give them a refresher and out they go. And when I write my books, I wrote it the same way. People will say, okay, I read the book. It worked really well. And two years later, I started doing that trigger thing again. And then they go right back to the chapter where that is in the book, because it's a reference book also, and they go refresh themselves. What I'm saying is what I do always has the follow-up. The book is also a reference book. All my books are. So that when you say, gee, I started doing that again. Okay, go back to that chapter. It's easy to find. It's only going to be five or six pages. You're not going to spend three weeks trying to figure it out. And then you're going to say, oh, I did this already. Now I remember that. And I have to go do these things and you catch your breath and you go do it again. 
Awesome. Well, I am excited to be talking with you, Faust, and I can't wait for all of you to join us after the break. We'll be coming back and diving in deeper on anxiety with Faust Ruggiero. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Unravel the mysteries of metaphysics every week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join host Barb Crowley as she and her insightful guest share what's been learned behind the veil, going just beyond our five senses. Now you can see things with an entirely different point of view. Tune in for Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil, broadcasting live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Use it to explore your advantage and deeper understanding. On Read My Lips Radio, producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, invites you to eavesdrop on her live, unscripted conversations with smart, savvy, creative people as she discovers what makes them tick, where they find their inspiration, when creativity first became their passion, and how their creative process can inspire the rest of us to think out of the box. Enjoy, a.k.a. Radio Red's always lively, cool conversations with creatives. Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Oh, how those lips can talk. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Welcome back to Amazing Soul. Have a question for Angela, her team, or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to Angela. Welcome back to Amazing Soul with Voice America's Empowerment Series. And I am here with Foss Ruggiero, and he is a therapist, a clinician, an author, and he has so much great information going on. And he is taught, we are talking about anxiety. So just before we left, we were talking about anxiety and what happens when you're coming in and you're trying to figure out, can I move through this? Is there something I can do? Because I've had I've had people approach me. I don't know how to move through the anxiety. And Foss, Foss has been doing a great job explaining more of that. And as when we went to break, we did talk a little bit about something I'm going to come back to. And that is laughter and having fun and keeping things light. So Foss, what is that for you? How does that work into when you're working with, with patients, with clients, keeping that lightness instead of like... So if you could take it from there. <laughs> yeah, let me start from, from, from the, uh, the clinician side, so to speak. <clears throat> People would say uh, when they come in, I'm usually smiling and we will joke just a little bit. We'll try to make it a little bit light. I, I want them to feel good about what we're doing. But I always say to them, when, when, you know, through my years, I, I counsel 
nine, 10, 11 hours a day. And if I'm going to be in those sessions and I'm going to say things like, gee, how are you? And I'm going to, oh my God, I'll pull my hair out. So <laughs> I, I understand that. So when they're coming in, we're not going to make it a laugh session, but you know, we'll joke just a little bit and then we go back to work. And then as it starts to get a little serious, I'm going to throw some levity in there just a little bit, move it, move it around and bring them back. So I, I, the whole theme is if you're, you're talking about your life, why make changing it drudgery? Why make it a horrible experience? Uh, if you're, you're going to have to sort of roll with the punches, if you will, for the rest of your life, we all do. We have to embrace change. We have to learn how to do that. Be willing to enjoy what you're doing. And, and in the beginning, that's hard because you're coming in sometimes with tragedies and traumas and all those kinds of things. But as we get through those, begin to be able to say, well, I can see the light here a little bit. You know, I, I can see that it's the old thing. There's light at the end of the tunnel and it's not a train coming at me. You know, it's I, I, I know where I can go. And, and, and if you can trust the therapist you're working with, because that's a key to this whole thing. And that's something I think is so important. You know, for me, I let people know, check me out, see what you think of me, listen to any, you know, any radio shows I've done, any of my collaborations, listen to things on the YouTube, see if the if I resonate with you. And if I do, great. And if I don't, go to someone else because you're going to go with who's going to work best for you. You know what's going to work best for you. And that's the, that's one of the things I'm feeling with you is letting people know, you know, do what's best for you. Go with what makes you feel comfortable and then go from there. And I am going to go into your just some of the titles on the chapters in there. And one of them is Life on Speed Dial Revisited, Slowing Down to Gain Control. So when you're talking about being on speed dial, it's feeling. I think there's so many people that are just going at, at warp speed right now. And for are there ways, is there little tricks, little things you do or recommendations you are giving people for finding ways to slow down? And what are those? Some of the, you know, Life on Speed Dial was, Actually, a chapter in the in the first book. So the new book is what you're looking at, Fix Your Anxiety Handbook. So that's why it says revisited. And I notice that every time I'm writing, this particular topic seems to find its way into what people are doing. And uh, so, you know, the, what I tell them, you know, any change really has what you're going to and what you must leave behind. So we start with, oh, I'll say, okay, let's look at what you're doing. And uh, there's going to be some things maybe you're doing that aren't so good, like uh, getting up and having your five cups of coffee in the day and then telling me, you know, I'm so anxious. Well, coffee is an accelerant. If you have anxiety, anxiety, putting the, the monster drinks and the Red Bulls and the, and the coffee and the espressos and, all, espressos and all those things into your body, they're a problem. So we're going to Get those things out of there. We're going to look at your sleep schedule. You know, if you're telling me you're staying up till one and two and three in the morning playing on your phone or a video game, and you've got to get up at seven or eight, and now you're tired, that's an open door to anxiety because the strength of your body's going down. So we're going to move those things out of the way first. So a little bit of a exhaustive history, short but exhaustive in terms of what they're doing that's going to cause some problems. And, and, and believe it or not, cell phones and all those devices we use add a tremendous amount of anxiety to life. 
to have you over-focusing in one place for long periods of time. Overstimulation is going to cause anxiety for many people. So I'm, I don't tell people you can't use a cell phone, but I might say, do you need to be on it for three hours? Uh, yeah, that's a problem. Or at least it's a problem for, it may be a problem for you. So we're going to do some weeding out. We're going to do some, some experimenting, getting those things out of the way first. Then we're going to look at how you calm the body down. And I'll always get people say, I have to stop my coffee. I say, well, no, but we have to look at what your coffee is doing. And invariably, coffee people always say, oh, it does nothing for me. I said, then stop. Oh, I can't. <laughs> I, I, I like the taste. I said, come, please. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, said, I said, you're not drinking decaf, are you? going to tell me how terrible that is. And I say, okay, cut it down. Cut it in half. It's a problem. And if you're going to try to calm your body down and you're putting accelerants into it, you're working against yourself. That's it's swimming against the current, so to speak. You're not going to get anywhere. And that's something I think is important for people to realize. You can't go into wanting to fix your anxiety and look at, I can't, I have, I'm going to be doing everything the same. It's just going to be gone magically, like some <laughs> magic pill or something. Well, the other thing you know, we talk mind body connection our bodies have everything they need. We were born with everything we need to live happy, healthy lives. It's we who keep putting these things into it. I, I, I you know, in my late sixties, I still work out every day. I sleep the way I'm supposed to. When I get up in the morning, I wouldn't dare put any accelerant in my body. I'll actually use some, you know, have some herb teas and what have you to get things started that don't do any of that. My body knows where to pick up and go and doesn't look for anything unnatural to come into my body. So that mind-body connection has my mind then not depending on a substance. It doesn't accelerate me. It doesn't affect how I perceive things, react to them, process them, because all of that's artificial if you're putting something into your body. So, you know, I'll get people and I don't say, you, you know, you, you have to stop all your coffee. Can you limit it to that cup in the morning and then be done? You know, and is the and the cup should be a cup, not a big gulp, you know, that you have to use two hands to, to control. You know, the guy comes in and says to me, I, he has four or five espressos in the morning on the way to work. And when he gets to work, he has a great work day. But when he comes home, he and his wife fight at night. I said, well, you're still going on the espresso. We took the espresso out systematically. There were no fights at home. So we have to get those things out of the way. And again, that this, this isn't, you, you can't have any of those things. We just have to person by person assess what they do. And if that's part of it, do you want the anxiety or do you want to start weaning some of those things out? Then we're going to look at habits and what you do, you know, the girl that comes in and says she wakes up every every night around three o'clock. It's automatic. Her body just does it. I said, what do you do? I love the answer. I go on my cell phone. I said, no, you're not doing that. It's not an afterthought. Your body's waking you up at three to go on your cell phone by the time you've trained your brain to do that. Now you are waking up. You're not very well uh, rested and you are reacting and you're anxious and you're crying and you're doing all those things. So we, when I, what I'm saying in a nutshell is it's a whole body mind experience. We're going to get into, we're going to weed out. We're going to put in good things. You may do without a couple of things you used to like, but I guarantee you the quality of your life is going to improve. 
you know, that's something you mentioned. And I don't think people realize is that after a while you start doing habits that, like you said, waking up at three in the morning, it's not that they're waking up. It's because, oh, I can go on my cell phone at three <laughs> and, and to realize what we're doing and to start looking at it in a little bit different way, taking a new perspective on what we're doing and, and recognizing the anxiety triggers that we're already doing in our body and starting there. And, you know, one of the things that, that you had on here is these are, I'm reading off chapters of his new mm -hmm. book. So if people are looking, this is change as a growth ally, creating a plan for an empowered life. And I think that's something you were just talking about is creating, getting a plan. Is there more to that plan of, of what, and, and is that more of what you want to see your life at and where you want to see it in the future? Well, you hope so. You know, I tell people the only thing that doesn't change in your life is the fact that it's going to change. Mm -hmm. and, and if you're going to try to keep that little bubble or keep that comfort zone, you're going to have some problems uh, learning how to embrace that. And once you do, you're not, you're not then the victim of change. You are now controlling change. That's the neat part of it. You're the one that's getting up and saying, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm going to try that. And, and uh, so change can really be something that, that empowers you and, and, and because it also teaches you that, well, I didn't think I could do that. You know, 10 years ago, I might not have said, well, gee, I'm going to be uh, writing a book and doing national uh, uh, interviews and uh, going on television and going in studios. I, oh, my God. I, and now here I am. It's commonplace. It's what I do every, you know, every week. I'm on this television show or I'm doing that interview or I'm in this newspaper. I never would have thought it, but it didn't just happen. Somewhere along the line, I said, you know what? I always wanted to do that. I'm going to go try and I'm going to learn all about it. And that's what we're doing now. We're saying from the opening bell, so to speak, let's see what you want to do. Let's give you the power to get there. When people come in my office and I say, how do you want your life to look? They look at me like I had, you know, I have two heads. Well, if you don't know what you want and where you're going to go, you're not getting there. So we're going to talk about all this thing that and anxiety fits right into that. If you're spinning around, like you said, hammer, hamster on the wheel, you're going to feel anxiety because you're in the same small, anxious space over and over again. And that's something I think is, is really important because there's so many people change. Change is huge and there's so much change going on everywhere and you have to learn to change with the change. And that's all of us going forward. But it's also, I think that anxiety and that fear of change has held a lot of people back. And it's almost like they kind of hit freeze mode where they just freeze up and not wanting to do anything and helping that. I mean, that's a huge anxiety block. I think it's right there. Is there something when they're coming in and they've got just this huge block are you kind of breaking everything down and going back to the start of where did it start? What do you need? And, and helping to find this new path for them to go on. You know, everyone's journey is different. Uh, and for some people, I've got to do that. <clears throat> some people, uh, and again, they'll come from different places. They've read books. They've been at the counseling two or three times. Um, they are <clears throat> insightful about enough about themselves to know, I've got to change this. This is what's holding me back. Others come in and will say, I don't, first time, I, I don't know. I don't know why I'm here and I don't know what I'm, what I'm supposed to do here. And those I say, okay, fine, I got you. So just follow along. 
and I'll we'll start establishing that you know where you need to go. And it's always it's always their decision. But sometimes just sometimes they just need a little coaxing and a little bit of move this out of the way and put this here and. And that just gives them, you know, they, they, they need to be led just a little bit until they take the lead and go and, and, and then grab it for themselves. And I think that's something that is, is important to just know that people sometimes just need a little, a little nudge to get where they need to go and knowing that they can do it. They can do it themselves. They just need the nudge of which way to go and how to get there. And that's something you have moving your positive energy flow forward, the do-gooders and the naysayers. So when you're talking about moving that forward and the do-gooders and the naysayers, what are you kind of going for in that? And this is a chapter out of his book, people. (laughs) You know, this is where people will come in and they'll say, first of all, <clears throat> they'll start with they have anxiety and people the, the the first thing they'll say come on it's no big deal get over it i always start there then it's they start giving advice well you should do this and you should do this of course they they know nothing about the information about the person let alone how to deal with anxiety so they're really telling you and nah, that doesn't matter what you do it's not going to work you're going to interpret it that way point is stop listening to other people you have to get your person the counselor whoever it is that you're going to share some information with they're going to get to know you they're going to help you through this uh, give you the ability to move life forward on your terms this is your life you want it to go in a particular direction they're going to help you do that stop listening to people who do not have an expertise in the area of your life that you want to change. I like that because I think so many people um, decide to tell you how to run your life and what's going on with your life. <laughs> and they, they like to tell you how they feel it should go, but yet they have absolutely no understanding of your full life on, a, on your own personal level and to realize you really shouldn't be listening to other people. And it's really listening to yourself. And I feel that's also some of where you're, you're going with the empowerment of yourself to start stepping into, this is what I need. This is what I, what's best for me. And that's a, a big I feel that's really a breakthrough for a lot of people to be able to say, no, that's not right. I need to do what's right for me and and to help move through that anxiety. So I've been having a great time working with Faust Ruggiero, and we are talking about anxiety, and we are going to be going to break soon. I'm hoping all of you come back as we dive in deeper to anxiety. And remember, if you're thinking about calling, if you have a question, we'd love to hear it. You can call in at 866-346-9141, and we will see you right after the break. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. 
on Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Dr. Veerdra Jackson presents stories and powerful guest experts from business, health, relationships, and faith. Every story has its flip side, and we are here to delve into the story and challenge you to view what has kept you in a singular mindset and turn it into the flip side. When you can effectively do that, you'll experience necessary growth. Tune in live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You have the power to be stronger, live fearlessly, and enjoy the benefits of a great life. Listen for Fearlessly Authentic with host Jody Harrison Bauer. Jody has proven at an age when many start to slow down that she is just getting started. With two grown daughters, a successful business that she started at 50, a finalist in the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, and a two-time world bikini champion, she's ready to take you to the next level in your life. Fearlessly Authentic airs Thursdays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Welcome back to Amazing Soul. Have a question for Angela, her team, or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to Angela. Hello and welcome back to Amazing Soul with Voice America's Empowerment Channel. My name is Angela Zabel and I am interviewing Foss Rosero, and he is here. We are talking about anxiety. So he's been a therapist for over 40 years, working with so many people and finding really concise ways for you, all of you listeners, to find concise ways, easy, simple ways to work through your anxiety. So I have personally looked through his book. I haven't read the whole thing because I was, but I've gotten a lot of the chapters I've gone through, and it's been awesome. And for all of you out there, if you're if you're suffering, not suffering from anxiety, I hate to use that word, suffering from anxiety, <laughs> but if you're experiencing anxiety and moving through it, really, I highly recommend check out FOSS information. All he's got, uh, all his information on his website. He's got his books. He's got multiple different books for you to go through. Very easy and simple to read. And that's one of the things we're doing today. And also, if somebody out there has a question about anxiety, if you you want something answered, you have a question, now is your time to do it. And you can call in live at 866-346-9141. So, Faust, I've been having a great time interviewing you today. And we've been talking about all the aspects of anxiety and moving through things and moving through the fear and one of the things is one of the chapters, and I am literally going down some of the chapters as of chapters of his brand new book, Fix Your Anxiety Handbook, and it is awesome. So one of the things you have on here is living in the moment, understanding the importance of the here and now. So how does that fall into anxiety of, of being in the moment? What is the importance of being in the in the moment and has, how does it deal with anxiety? You know, when we opened the show, we were talking about how anxiety goes back or, you know, attaches to trauma, negativity, those kinds of things, or it goes forward and it's anticipating what might occur, you know, the what ifs, um, you know, and if we're going to go back and forth and, and we're going to be get our mind 
to attach to those things. We're going to bring those events right in and they're going to attach to the anxiety. We, what I try to teach people to do, and, and, and it's not as difficult as you think, is to just simply say, okay, we're going to stay in the moment. Now, that simply means, physically, I'll say, work with your breathing. Let's start with that. Focus on your breathing. If you do that, and we teach them how, you know, there are various techniques. Uh, it's, it's nothing difficult. It's in, um, you know, breathe in for X amount of sessions, breathe out for X amount, you know, but slowly. And we, we get into, we get away from shallow breathing, which by the way, really supports anxiety. If you're anxious, you will notice that you, your, your oxygen intake is more, is shallow. Uh, your breathing goes faster. It's not as deep. Uh, then that, and, and that's why when you're anxious, you'll get that big one of those kind because you need it because you haven't gotten enough oxygen. So uh, we're going to start with the breathing, keep you in the moment. Then I tell them, let's do two things. Focus on something in front of you. I don't care what it is, whether it's a television show. I don't care if it's, it's the music you're going to put on, if it's doing something around the house, focus on it and then begin to do that. And then get your mind in the picture and say, I like doing that now and start verbally reinforcing what you're doing in that moment. Now that's going to last, I guarantee you about 10 seconds and it's going to begin to fade because you're not good at it. You're going to keep on doing that. You're going to keep on focusing on your breathing. You're going to slow your body down. You're going to, uh, find something in the moment you like, and then do what I, I, I call marking it. That's that verbal stuff, that reinforcer that says, I like doing this right now. It, I don't care what it is. It could be something that is incidental, irrelevant stuff that means nothing. It's, you're not looking for something significant because you're not going to find it. It's just something in, in, your, in your daily life. I, I don't care if, it, if you're washing the dishes. So, you know what? This is okay, and I'm calming down, and I like what I'm doing. And, and, and that's staying in the moment. That's just a simple way to get it started. Now, this isn't, this isn't well, you're going to be doing this the rest of your life. You know, geez, 10 years from now, I'm going to be doing this with the dishes. No, that's just something easy to start it with. And then you'll learn how to keep your mind a little more in, in, the, in the present. What it does, again, it, it has you focusing on something you like, but it has something else. Two other things it does. Get you out of the future what ifs, get you out of the past. I got, I got hurt there. We, got, we have to get people out of those places because that's where they like to attach their anxiety, which is physical. And I've got to say, I struggled with being in the moment for a long time because I was always thinking about what all the things I had to get done, other things I need to do. And did I take care of everything kind of going back and forth? And I was never really enjoying the moment I was in. And that was something I made a commitment to myself where I said, you know, I'm going to start enjoying each and every day, everything that that day has to offer me, I'm going to suck it in. <laughs> And I'm going to enjoy and and take every moment and find the fun in the day and look and be excited for the next day of what else is in that moment. And I've got to say, it made such a big difference in my life of just understanding the moment we're in and enjoying what we're doing at that time is so important. And I think it really helps with the empowerment of ourselves, knowing we can control 
ourselves going forward and not be so, I mean, honestly, your your mind kind of goes all the time and it's bringing that mind down and letting it understand it's great, but we'll take care of that or write down something. And, and do you recommend for people, I just, do you recommend for people that are always going with their brains, always going to maybe write things down that they need to do to kind of get it out and so they can kind of move on to something else or what are other things you ask you recommend to people if you have someone to talk to by all means do that Um, your your therapist is going to be great but that's typically once a week Uh, journaling works real well for a lot of people you write something down some people like to keep those journals and do that other people will put it up just get it out of me i'll put i'll write it down on a piece of paper maybe i'll save it maybe i'll throw it away i just want it out of me and and that's really what you know communicating what what doing all this, whether it's counseling or or talking with a family member or friend, it's all about is getting out of your own head because in your own head, it tends to spin around and cover the same ground. You'll notice with, with, when you're anxious, uh, you are covering the same ground. You're going over the same thoughts. Nothing seems to change. And that convinces you that nothing will change. It does change, but you've got to start doing some things a little differently. And that's something it, it, it is all about recognizing what works and those changes and things. And I've got to say, just that staying in the moment made such a big change for me. And I think a lot of people, it will help. And I, again, I've got to say with your book, with everything being so concise, people should really check into it. And one of the things is you have on here is... Welcome to the new world, saying goodbye to the slave and embracing the powerful new you. So what is the what is the meaning behind that chapter? Well, you know, when you are anxious all the time and you think it's never going to change, it's like having this little bully inside you and you feel victimized all the time. And no matter what you do, you're going to feel bad. Uh, even if you start to feel good, you're cautious. You don't want to feel too good because you know what's going to happen later, all those kinds of things. And uh, so what I, you, you begin to become a slave to this way of life. And you think you have no way out. It's, you know, invisible in, chains inside you. And I, and I keep telling people that is not the case. You really need to get away from the idea that it will never change. If you're willing to do some things. It absolutely will change. Is it, does that mean you'll be anxiety-free? Maybe, maybe not. If you're not anxiety-free, if I said to you, hey, when you came in in the first session, I guarantee you I can take 50% of this away, would you do it? Everyone says yes. So we're going to get it to either be almost gone or manageable to the point that it does not keep you captive in a place where it's dark and you don't want to be. At, at, the, at the very least, when it comes on, it's manageable and you know what to do so that it doesn't continue to grow and just become overwhelming. I think that's something so key that people, for people to realize, even if you don't necessarily get rid of the anxiety completely, if you have it to a manageable state where you can recognize it, you can work through, you can do some easy exercises, manage it and work your way through it. I think that's so key because I've heard people like, I'm never going to get rid of my anxiety all the way. And they're already coming in with this notion that I'm never going to get rid of it. Like, okay, if you're never going to get rid of it, then are there ways to manage it so you can live and really enjoy your life? And that's something 
I see with you, you're very passionate about what you do. And I love how you really are there to help empower people to step back into themselves, to take the take their control back and not let the anxiety control them because that's something so key. And I just want to say, I'm just, we've got a couple minutes and we're going to be going into the end of the show. And it's, this has been awesome. And I just want to say thank you so much for sharing all your knowledge, talking about anxiety. And again, I just want to let people know, please go. You're, if you have, if you yourself have, have anxiety or, you know, someone who has anxiety, this book is such an easy read, highly recommended. And one of the last things you have is staying strong in a challenging world. And is there any last words you'd like to talk about the challenging world or about yourself and things you have going forward? Two things, you know, uh, the world itself is going to continue to tear at you. It's what it does. <clears throat> try to get yourself away from being influenced and, you know, into that herd mentality where you're going to try to be like the crowd you will never find yourself there. You're not looking to find yourself. You're looking to create yourself. Keep that in your mind. Um, yeah, you know, everything you have, every, everything you need is already inside you. You just have to learn how to access it and make it work for you. So if you can keep those things in mind, it's a great place to start. As far as uh, I'm concerned, if uh, yeah, anyone wants to uh, get in touch with me, it's my website, fosterrogero.com. Everything about myself and the book is there. All of that stuff is is right at your disposal. If you need it, you want to contact me, there's a contact link there. Again, faustrogero.com. Awesome. And I just want to thank you so much for being here, Faust. And it has been so much great information. And I am encouraging people to check out his book, The Fix Yourself Handbook and The Fix Your Anxiety Handbook. And on Amazon, other retailers, check out his website, go on there. And you can also, his his website is fosterzero.com. And also he has the healthylife.net radio show. Make sure to go on there. I'm sure it's a lot of more great information that he shares with people on that show. And you can also check out hit fosterzero.com and on Instagram, it's fostinspire. And on LinkedIn, it's in the Phillies, which I thought was pretty cool. <laughs> and Twitter is Foss Inspire. So again, I thank everyone for listening. Make sure to check out his books. And also, I believe you have a newsletter or information that they can sign up for up to date. So sign up for that to get more information going forward, because I know he's going to be releasing some more books. And I know they're going to be awesome and so good and so much information for everyone out there. So I want to thank you, Foss, for taking your time to be here today. And I appreciate having you on. And I also want to let people know, make sure to listen to all the past episodes. We've had a lot of great people on. We've been talking about anything from animal communication to the anxiety to we've had different therapists on. So make sure to go back, listen to the past episodes. There's a lot of great information there and share this with other people. And for all of you out there, if you want to check out more about me, you can check out on my social media on angelazable.com. You can go on my there. You will be linked into my Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. And this will, will be actually uploaded to, you will see a YouTube video of it later too. So make sure to share and share this information with anxiety because there's so many people out there who are really in need of it, especially at this time in this space in our world. And with that, I just want to thank everyone for listening and have an absolutely amazing day.
Thanks for listening to today's episode of Amazing Soul. We will have another life-changing and inspiring episode next week. Have a beautiful week.